To be yourself means you are to be a follower of Christ. If you're in the new life, you, you then, it says, old things pass away, behold, everything becomes new. Your new self is the believer. That's who you are. That's your lifestyle. Are you that person by yourself? When you're not in church, or when you're not, when Pastor Josh comes over, or doesn't come over, or are you that person by yourself when nobody's watching? Father, thank you today for your grace. Lord, the, the songs that we sang this morning, Father, it is people that need the Lord. The greatest need of our life is you. Father, I pray that we, Lord, trust in you. And Lord, that you, Lord, help us to turn to you in every situation. Lord, be with the boys and Joanne as they do children's church and Sunday school this morning. Just pray that, Lord, that the boys would listen, the boys would be good, and they'd be mindful of what is being taught. And, Father, uh, anoint Joanne to teach that they would understand. And, Lord, we thank you for that, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Boys may be dismissed to Sunday school. Well, good morning. God is good. Amen. Amen. One thing I forgot to mention on uh, sharing time tonight, or every Sunday night, 7.30, um, Bible study. I'm going to be working on getting those on YouTube as well when they're done. I can download them from Facebook and put them on YouTube. For those that don't have Facebook, they can still see them. Because uh, I know uh, Joanne does not do Facebook, but she does watch on YouTube. So um, get those, get that taken care of and get that done. But if you'll turn with your Bible, in your Bibles with me to Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to be finishing up um, the section and the chapter. It is a new section, but it's a kind of a subsection of the bigger section, New Life in Christ. This subsection in my Bible says social duties of the new life. That is the new life in Christ. And before we do anything, say anything, the first few lines of this, I'm not advocating masculinity over femininity or anything like that. I'm just saying this is what the Bible says we should be doing as followers of Christ. Okay? And so... Let's go to read that with us right now. Um, chapter 3 of Colossians, starting in verse 18 and following to the end of the chapter, which is verse 25. Wives, submit, to your, your, submit yourselves to your own husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, of, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey your masters in all things, according to the flesh, serving not only when they are watching as the servants of men, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as 
for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive a reward of the inheritance for you, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will receive for the wrong which he has done, and there is no partiality. Father, thank you for this word. Father, I pray that you'd bless the knowledge of this word to our hearts, and I pray that you'd minister, Lord, to us, and we give you praise and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the first couple verses, that's why I said I'm not advocating that women don't count and men are the one. You've got to understand that the, the, the cultural background of when this was written and why it was written uh, in this culture of the Middle Eastern Israel in 56 AD or whenever this was written, men were the everything. They were the, the ones who their, their votes counted the wives were just property, just like slaves were in the 1800s. Wives were just property. They were used as and, and, and thought of as property in this context. So when Paul is saying, submit to your husbands, but then he also says, husbands, love your wives. So in a sense, he's talking about the culture, but he's also invoking the men to do more than the culture dictates. Okay? He's bringing it beyond, moving them out of their comfort zone. We're always saying in here, we've got to move beyond our comfort zone and do things differently than we always do. But this is all in the context of living a new life in Christ. How does a, new, how does a Christian, how is a Christian supposed to live? How is a follower of Christ supposed to live. I shouldn't use the word Christian because that's kind of becoming generic. Everybody's a Christian, but very few are followers of Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a difference there. So I'm, we're going to use the word follower of Christ in that we follow Jesus, we follow Christ. Now, wives, submit, to your, submit yourselves to your own husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Some people take offense to that and say, well, now I, now I, don't, have my own, I don't have my own way of thinking. I'm just supposed to do what my husband says. But Paul says, husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. That's kind of foreign back in this, back in this time. They were not anything but property. I'm sure some loved their wives, but the idea of them having freedom to do what they wanted was foreign. And this is me saying, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Give them an equal part of the marriage. Okay? Now understand, this is, when it says, wives submit to your husbands, there's another portion in, I believe it's in James. And it talks about husbands, love your wives and submit to the Lord. So in the same kind of context, the wives should be submitting to their husbands as the husbands submit to the Lord. So you're, you're basically submitting to the Lord together as a couple. That's basically the understanding here. You're coming together, together, but under the umbrella of following Jesus Christ, following the Lord. So there's nothing about, I'm always right and you're always wrong, and 
the wife has no say in anything and she has no opinion I'm the husband is the one that's not what this is about both the husband and the wife submit to the Lord and they submit to one another as they submit to the Lord does that make sense does that make sense so it's not about personal property or loss of opinion or loss of stature but it's more about submitting to the Lord children obey your parents in all things for this is well pleasing to the Lord we've got a couple kids one kid back here do you do you do what your mom and dad says all the time <laughs> you listen to mom and dad I uh, thank you for being honest okay it says here it says children obey your parents in all things and for 2019 that means Xbox yeah. PlayStation 4 that means Netflix that means YouTube that means all of those things if mom and dad say enough get off submit to your parents in my day and age, we didn't have internet. Unbelievable, right? No, I didn't either. I didn't but we were told to do something and we better listen. But if you do that, it is pleasing to the Lord. You're pleasing God by obeying your parents. Did we all obey our parents every time? I didn't. I don't think anybody can say they did. Philip did. But, but, I think, but I think we can all say that we, at some point in our life, didn't obey our parents. So it's not a, com it's, it, it, it's not a thing that is foreign to obey your parents, to not obey your parents. But in doing so, we love the Lord. We're following the Lord. And when we do that, it's pleasing to the Lord. When we put the Lord first, He then puts everything together, puts our lives together. We follow the Lord and He puts everything together. The relationships are better when we follow the Lord. He goes on, and notice how He does every aspect of life here. Husbands and wives, children. In this day and age, the husbands and wives and the families had servants. So the servants are to obey the masters in all things according to the flesh, serving not only when they're watching. So he's saying this, not only when, we, not only when we're watching, but when they're not watching. So how many times do we... This begs a question for me, for me personally. How often do I obey the Lord when I know someone's watching? Like when I'm home alone, nobody around, nobody home, what do I do? What, what do we do? He's reading his Bible. What do we do as people? I mean, like when, when, I, when I'm home by myself, being ourselves, but, it, but is ourself, is ourself a follower of Christ? To be yourself means you are to be a follower of Christ. If you're in the new life, you, you then... It says, old things pass away, behold, everything becomes new. Your new self is the believer. That's who you are. That's your lifestyle. Are you that person by yourself? 
when you're not in church or when you're not when Pastor Josh comes over or doesn't come over or are you that person by yourself when nobody's watching? It's a question. There was a time when I wasn't. When I first got saved, things don't fall off right away. There are things that we do that we've done that I did for years that didn't fall off right away. God had to do things. And so, one of those things was reading my Bible. Okay? I never read it as a child. I did, didn't, wasn't a believer. And so I wasn't used to reading it. So when I, I, I would read it when people were around. But when I was by myself, it, it was like this and like this on a shelf. Okay? Because at that time, what was more important to me was movies and TV and, and whatever else. We didn't have, I didn't have internet back in 2000. So, you know, movies and TV and going to McDonald's, that was about all I did. And my Bible sat on a shelf. But I had to learn. When I'm by myself, what I do is just as important as I do when, I, when others are around. Because there's always someone around. Jesus is always around. So, servants obey. So that's, we are the servants. Obeying the Master, God. Are we Christians outside the four walls of the church? Are we Christians at work? Are we Christians when we go have coffee in the coffee shop? Are we Christians at school? These are questions we have to ask ourselves and we have to be honest with ourselves. Because if we're not, we have to change that. We have to change that. We have to get back to that place of following God no matter where we're at. And he goes on. Verse 23, And whatever you do, do it as heartily for the Lord and not for men. So if you have a job, or if you farm, or if you have a, something you do every day, understand that when you do it, you're doing it as unto the Lord. So if you raise a family, I'm raising two boys with my wife, but I'm the, I'm the caregiver for those two boys for most of their day. So as I'm raising them, I'm raising them to live a Christian life when they're older. So I'm doing that as unto the Lord. If you work a job, wherever you work, you're not working for your boss, although your boss signs your checks. You're ultimately working for God because you're, that is your witness of Jesus Christ in the workplace. So you do all your best, not to say, I want to raise, or not to say, I want a better position, although that comes when you do your best, but you do your best as unto the Lord, and not for the better position and the better money. The Lord will bring the rewards in His time and His way. And we are then a witness to those around us, and they say, well... You work 12-hour shifts twice, twice this week, right in a row. Why are you so happy and so energetic? Well, it's because Jesus. I'm just excited about Jesus. 
Right? Jesus is my strength. You got to get to that place where that's your answer. Not energy drinks or coffee or... Why are you, why are you so excited? Energy drinks. Why are you so excited? Coffee. As she drinks an energy drink back there in the back. Yeah, exactly. But, any, but anyway... But anyway, we have to get to the place where God is our God is our answer for everything. People that die, I had a, I had a, Amy's uncle's wife died. Amy's uncle is now dead, but his wife died, and everyone was saying, "How are you getting through all this? How are you getting?" He said, "Jesus." I remember him saying that. I can't. I I couldn't get through this without Jesus. It wasn't his own fortitude. It wasn't his own... His answer was, how are you getting through this? How are you doing? I couldn't get through this without Jesus. That was his answer. And that should always be our answer. I can't get through this without Jesus. Or, thank you, Jesus, for getting me through this, and now things are better. Jesus is always our answer. And he goes on. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive a reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will receive for the wrong which he has done, and there is no partiality. So, no partiality. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. New Christian, old Christian, medium Christian, Whatever. Pastor, not pastor. Elder, not elder. Doesn't matter. If you do wrong, if you sin against God, you will receive consequences for that. Does not matter. Does not matter. I used to think when I was a kid, and my mom will probably watch this and go, Ugh! but I used to think when I was a kid that the priests, because I was Catholic, the priests didn't have to go to purgatory. They just went right to heaven because they were the priests. They were the ones who was bringing the word. But it says right here, there's no partiality. It doesn't matter your stature in the church or in life. If you sin against God or if you do well for God, you will be rewarded or you will have consequences. That is what it says. That is the... The understanding. So we are to not slack in our relationship with God. We are to not slack in our relationship to His Word. And we're going to, we are not to slack in, in relationship to one another. And I know we, we're, we're not, I'm not saying we're doing that, but I'm saying as a pastor, as your pastor, let's continue doing what we're doing. And if you need to grow, grow. Do whatever it takes to grow. If you need to get more in the Lord, find a way to do it. I would never tell you you don't need that much of the Lord. I would never tell you, hey, hey, back off from all your Bible reading. I would never tell you that. Because that's where the strength comes from. That's where the strength of God comes from. The Bible reading. Spending time with Him in prayer. Spending time with other believers. Doing what is right before God. That is what comes from that. All that strength. I would never tell you to slack off on that. He goes on. 
There's no partiality. So understand, if I sin before God, I pay the consequences. If you sin before God, you pay the consequences. If I do right with, before God and God rewards me, that's fine. He's not going to reward me any less or punish me any less than He does you. Because there is no partiality. We're all equals in the sight of God. Just because I stand a little bit higher, higher than all of you up here doesn't make me any better than any of you. God will judge the same with me that He does with you in the respect of my life and my sin. Respect of your, in the respect of how I deliver the Word of God and how I live the Word of God in front of others, that is judged more harshly because I've been given this calling, but my sin is judged no different than yours. There's no partiality. So as believers, we must continue on. If we need to grow, we must grow. We must. You know, Jesus gave a lot of parables about fig trees and about things that bear fruit. And if they did not bear fruit, He, cut, he said, cut them down and, tell, and throw them in the fire. I don't want that to be any of you. You know? Jim's not bearing fruit. Cut him down and throw him in the fire. As far as what God is saying. I want us to bear fruit. And the only way we're going to bear fruit is to grow. And you have to have good soil to grow. And you have to have a good foundation. And that foundation and that good soil is in the Word of God. And our relationship to Him. If we read our Bible, I want to challenge us to read it more. Maybe you read five minutes a day, which is fine to start with. But I think we should try our best to increase that time. I read quite a bit. But it's not big. I, I didn't just start reading quite a bit. I started reading a few verses. And then I started reading a chapter. Then I started reading three chapters. And then I started reading more. And I, and, and I started studying on top of the reading. But that came with time. I'm not suggesting you tomorrow pick up a Bible and st study the word studies in the Greek and the Hebrew of every single word of a passage. But start small. Five minutes can become seven minutes or six minutes. Six minutes can become ten minutes. Ten minutes can become eleven minutes. Start somewhere and continue on. We must grow. We must grow spiritually first before we can grow numerically. We must grow spiritually. We must be equipped to do that which God wants us to do beyond these four walls before we can expect this church to start to grow numerically. We must be able to be equipped to deal with the things of life and the things that people expect of us before we can expect the people to come in. 
must be able to know how to deal with things and witness. Talk about the Lord with others. Some people, one person said to me, so I don't have a, one person said to me a long time ago, I don't have a theological degree, I can't talk about the Lord. I said, sure you can. What has He done for you? We've been talking about the Lord for the last 20 minutes. This conversation you can have with anyone, not just me. Those kinds of things build our faith, help us to grow, prepare the soil for good things, and prepare us to do that which is we're to do out in public. We're to do those things. God desires that. God desires that because if we don't, we'll wither and die. Wither and die. We'll become. We'll either wither and die, or we'll become a swamp in our spirit. We'll have spiritual swamps in our life where there's no life in them. It's just dead, nasty, stinky green water. Nobody wants to be around a nasty, stinky green water swamp. Rivers of living light. Rivers of living water. I always tell my kids every morning before, I, before they go to school, I'm getting out of the shower and I'm getting my hair combed and they're taking off, and I said, okay, be a, be, a, be, a, be a river of life, I tell them every day. Be a, be a river of life. Okay, Dad, I will. And they go off to school, and they're just, that is in forefront in their mind. Be a river of life. Be something more different than the other kids. And that's our call to us today. Be something different than normal society. Because we're not normal. You do realize we're not normal we're not normal majority of people don't go anywhere on Sunday they use that day of rest to stay in bed till noon because they're a day of rest okay so, so we are not normal to be up in church at 9 o'clock in the morning getting things set up for 9.30 that's not normal on a Sunday morning so we're not normal we have to be different than the norm we must be different than the norm. Does that make sense? Strive to be different than the norm and in, in respect to the Lord. Somebody swears around you, tell them, tell them don't, don't, don't call Jesus unless you need Him. You know, or somebody, somebody swears for you, say, you know, my Lord doesn't like that, I'm offended. We can do that. We can do that. Or we can silently pray for them. Let's be different than the norm. Let's be different. That's what we're called to be. The Bible says we are a peculiar people. Peculiar means different. We're different. I've said this before and I'll say it all till the day I die. The... The idea of going to God instead of going to your sin is, is contrary to the human nature. The sin nature says we go and we, and we fulfill ourselves by what feels good. That's the sin nature. The human nature, that's that. God's nature is when I'm feeling bad, I'm going to go to the Lord. That's contrary to our nature. 
And it's contrary to those around us. It's contrary to society to say when you're going through something to not go to therapy but to go to the Lord. Or to not go to the bottle but go to the Lord. Or to not go to whatever but go to the Lord. It's contrary in life for that. Let's be peculiar. Let's be peculiar. Let's be weird for Jesus, right? Let's be weird for Jesus. Somebody says, well, you used to do this. Why don't you do it anymore, Jesus? You used to talk like that. Why don't you talk like that anymore, Jesus? That's our answer, Jesus. The new Christian life means everything must come new. Not right away, because it didn't for me, but it will become new. It will become new. But we have to submit to God. Submit to the Master as a servant. And He will bring it to pass. Make sense? Alright. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank You for today. Thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your blessing. Lord, I pray that Your Spirit be around about us this week. Help us to be peculiar and to be different than our society norm. To learn to trust You in a greater way than we've, we already know. Draw us, Lord, so close to You and so close to Your Word. May we forever be growing in You. And Lord, we thank You. We give You praise. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. God is good. We know that. We know that. We should desire to be planted on higher ground. Notice the word planted. Planted. Stick where you're... Stick there. Stay there. Find that place in God. Stay there on higher ground. You might lose friends, you might lose relationships, but stay there. And God will reward you. Amen. Get closer to Him in His Word. Find a way to grow. And He will allow it to take place. God is good. So God bless you. God keep you this week. May you grow in Him. May you feel His presence and His warmth and His joy and His comfort and His peace in your life all this week. Amen. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you all for being here today. God bless you. And may He keep you next week. We'll be doing... 
chapter 4, parts of chapter 4 of Colossians. So if you want to read ahead, you can do that. Don't forget, tonight, 7.30, Bible study, Facebook. Amen?